This is the time of divine help coming to you from the Four Square Gospel Church in Nigeria. Ministering is God's choice servant, Reverend Sam Aboyeji, General Overseer. You shall surely be blessed. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. And I have good news for you. Proverbs 23 verse 18 says, For surely there is an end, and your expectation shall not be cut off. That's the good news I have for you. You have seen the beginning of this year. Surely you will see the end of it. I say you who see the beginning of this year, you will surely see the end of it. And not just that you will see the end of it. All your expectations for this year, they shall become realities. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning, because of the nature of the service, I'll be speaking on go forward with gratitude. Go forward with gratitude. That's what I'll be speaking on this morning. And I'm going to be reading from the book of Exodus chapter 14. We have, we have, it's our text. I'm reading from verse 14 to 15. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. You know, I love one translation. It said, the Lord, the Lord shall fight for you. Just stay calm. <laughs> the Lord shall fight for you. Just stay calm. I love that translation so much. And then I'm also going to read to you 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 10. And David went on. You will go on. In spite of challenges, you will go on. In spite of obstacles, you will go on. And David went on. And grew great. You will grow great. You will end where you started. You will end better than you are starting. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will experience growth. You will experience greatness this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. He grew great. And the Lord God of hosts was with him. This year the Lord will not leave you alone. On your right, you will be there. On your left, you will be there. At your front, it will be there. And behind you, the Lord will be present. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And just permit me to read, last but not the least, Psalm 103, verse 1 to 4. Maybe I'll just read verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. Is benefits. All is benefits. Everybody say all. all. Everybody say all. all. Say who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Who healeth all that is. I like that language. All. Everybody say all. all. This year you are going to experience all around miracles. All. 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 Because our God is all sufficient. All. Gratitude is having a thankful heart. Having a gra thankful heart. That's gratitude. True gratitude comes from the heart, which is a product of thoughtfulness. An elderly woman said, if you are thoughtful, you will be thankful. When you are thoughtful, you are bound to be thankful. The kind of 
thankfulness and the gratitude that comes from thoughtfulness is always from the heart, not from the head. Some years ago, I was marking my birthday. I will not say celebrating. I was marking my birthday, and the Lord gave me an idea. He said, you should obey that songwriter, Ottoman Jr., John C. Ottoman Jr., who said, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So he instructed me to begin to list all that he had done for me. When I started listing them, I got to a point I broke down in tears. I couldn't list them anymore. I said, God, you are too much. You are too much. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. When you are thoughtful, you'll be thankful. What we choose, you know, he said, forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The reason why we are not thankful is because we are quick to forget. Quick to forget. You know, I have an illustration I normally give people. When you go looking for a job, it has happened to me, happened to several people. When you go looking for a job and they are interviewing you, you know, sometimes you are so desperate, particularly if you are very, very unemployed. I say very, very. Those who are very, very unemployed. You know, unemployment is in categories. Uh -huh. Those who are very, very unemployed. They say, I, I, just give me anything. Anything. Anything will be okay. Anything will be okay. And they say, ah, with this salary, we're going to say, fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. After three months, I will start complaining. So why should they pay a whole human being this kind of salary per month? That's exactly how our case with God is. Just in a moment, we are saying, God, if you can just help me, if you can just bail me out. And the moment he does it, we are forgotten. We are asking for the next one. I'm sure when you finish primary school, all you wanted was to gain admission to secondary school. And after you gain admission to secondary school, the next one says, I'm looking for higher institution. And when you enter higher institution, oh God, if I can just pass two one, two one minimum, two one minimum. And when you get the two one, say, I want to go for NYC now. It is delay, you know. And then after NYC, you say, oh God, where is the job? Our list is never ending. But we never remember to give thanks for what he has done. And that's the secret. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. It is forgetfulness that leads to ingratitude. When people are forgetful of the doings of the Lord, they are bound to be ungrateful. All they remember is the one he has not done. What of the one he has done? You are quick to see your colleagues who are ahead of you. What of your colleagues who are in the grave? Have you forgotten? What of those who are younger than you who have gone to the grave? You never remember that. You only remember that. Look at it, God. We finished the same year. Look at him now. He's married. He has child. Look at me. I've not even got a husband. What of your mates who have been buried and forgotten? You don't point to those ones. It's a mark of ingratitude not to remember what he has done. That's why David said, forget not all his benefits. And you know what? Choosing, you know, remembering is a choice. You can choose to remember and you are choose to forget. 
That's the whole essence of this message. I want you to begin to choose to remember. When you choose to remember what he has done, he will do more. Because our God is a God of much more. He has capacity to do more. You haven't seen anything yet. God is still coming. I say God is still coming. God is booting. He's still booting. By the time he's fully booted, you will see how mighty our God is. This year is our year of supernatural miracles. And as God, as, as long as God liveth, you will not escape it. Your family will not escape it. We must choose to remember all that he has done so that we can be grateful. We can have a heart of gratitude. And I was looking here and there. I said, what constitutes gratitude? And that's what I'm going to be speaking about. Four things that will make you to go forward with gratitude this year. No, the children of Israel, they had forgotten how he took them out from the house of bondage. All of a sudden, they started complaining. That's why God had to speak through Moses. He said, I'm going to fight for you. Just stay calm. Stay calm. I've done it before. I can do it again. I've done it before. I can do it again. Our God is never late. He's right on time. Right on time. Mary and Martha said, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm not just in the future. I'm in the present. I'm not just in the past. I'm in the present. I am that I am. That's why his name is I am. Whatever situation you find yourself, I am is there. Any situation you find yourself, I am is there. What he did before, he's still doing today. And he will do it in your life, he will do it in your family. He will do it in your situation. The four things that will make you to go forward with gratitude. The first and most important one is for you to know that you have to keep on rejoicing over your expectations. What are your expectations? Keep rejoicing over them. I was looking at the dictionary and I said, what is the dictionary meaning of joy? Because I know very well that joy and happiness are not the same thing. I'm sure you know as I know. If you look at the dictionary meaning of joy, it says joy is great happiness. You know, there is, there is one of these companies that sell a product and they say, mm, for happiness. And I don't know how much happiness it can give anybody. Rather, it send them to sorrow. But joy is greater level of happiness. Now, let me point something to you. I was shocked when I read the Webster Dictionary. And he said, happiness is an emotional feeling of success and well-being or the prospects of possessing what you desire. In other words, it's not just success. It's not just, you know, something that happens, but it's something that you are full of expectation that it is going to happen. That's why you need to move on with joy. A man was in prison, and all he could write to people who are outside, who are free, was rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. That was a counsel from Paul while in prison. He's telling those who are outside to rejoice. <laughs> rejoice 
over your expectation. That's the first thing. You must learn to rejoice over your expectation. Whether you see it or not, rejoice over it. That's a step of faith. Because without faith, you cannot get anything from God. He said, whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe that you have them and you shall receive them. You must begin to rejoice over your expectation. You see, as we begin to dance and give in thanks, somebody will remember something that is still believing God for. Then he will slow down. Brother, you are supposed to rejoice. Let me show you something in the Bible. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, there was this woman. I'm sure you know her story. The Bible says at the point, she said, I am a woman. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 16. Come not your handmaid for a daughter of Belial. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken. She was a woman full of complaint and grief. But after she came to the house of the Lord and she prayed and the man of God said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant you your petition that you have asked of him. I say the same thing to you today. I say go in peace, the Lord will grant you your petition. I say go in peace because the Lord will grant you your petition. Every petition you have placed before him for this year, the Lord will grant it to you. But something is expected of you after that pronouncement. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 18b. So the woman, this woman of a sorrowful spirit, this woman who is burdened, so the woman went away and did it, and her countenance was no more sad. That's moving into the realm of rejoicing. She stepped out of the realm of sadness and sorrow and stepped into the realm of rejoicing. Even though she had not seen the child, but the Bible says we are children of the God who collect those things that be not as though they were. Even though you have not seen it physically, but in the realm of the spirit you have seen it. Because until you see it, you cannot see it. There are two levels of sin. You must see it in your spirit, man, that God has done it already. Anna was holding a baby in the spirit realm. That's why she suddenly became very, started rejoicing. The Bible said her countenance was no more sad. Up to that time, she was fasting. She didn't eat. But the moment that pronouncement came, she believed God and she started rejoicing. She started rejoicing. She went home and ate. I'm sure she changed her clothes and began to dance. Somebody is going to dance his dance this year. A lady is going to dance her dance this year. I say you will dance your dance in the name of Jesus. You will sing your song this year in the name of Jesus. He said he has put a new song in my mouth. This year the Lord will put a new song in your mouth. You will dance. You know when somebody encounters a miracle that is beyond expectation, you will dance without drum. When they ask him, where is the celebrant? Celebrant, 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 you will rejoice this year. Sorrow is far from you this year. Mourning is not your portion this year. He said, again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
always, even when you see things that doesn't resemble it, move on with rejoicing. I said, stay calm. When they saw that, ah, you took us out of Egypt. We thought we are free. Look at what we are looking at on our front. Look at what we are looking at. He said, no, stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. God is coming. Every time somebody, God is coming. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. God is coming. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. Those of us who are used to him, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. And when he comes, everything will be okay. I say, when God comes, everything will be fine. For four days, they were still expecting him to come. He didn't come for four days. He said, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. What can you do now? And God said, I can do everything. God is never late. He's never late. He said, pursue because you will overtake and certainly you will recover all. This year, somebody is pursuing. Yeah, somebody is overtaking and somebody is recovering all. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Go forward with rejoicing. Even when the circumstance does not look at it like it, go forward with rejoicing. You know what? As you rejoice, the situation will change. Uh, do you know that? It will change. It will change. You will know that there's no room for money here. No room for sorrow here. Sorrow is banished in the name of Jesus. Mourning is banished in the name of Jesus. It's a year of joy and gladness. In that your home, you will rejoice. In that your family, there shall be cause for celebration. In the name of Jesus, as you embrace supernatural miracle, joy and gladness will burst out. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. Rejoice. That's why in the book of Habakkuk, the prophet said, though the fig tree may not blossom, and neither shall the fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and fish shall not yield any meat. Yes! I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Listen to this. There's a secret about rejoicing. The secret about rejoicing is that when there is no joy, there is no fruitfulness. When there is no joy, there is no progress. When there is no joy, there is no advancement. Joy is something that brings everything. Look at it. Joy chapter 1 verse 12. The vine is dried up. Even all the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. When joy disappears, every good thing disappears. That's why the devil always wants to cast a shadow of heaviness. And the Holy Spirit is an oil of joy. Say, God has anointed him with the oil of joy above his fellows. Because the Holy Spirit is the oil of joy. There is no room for moodiness in the presence of God. Let's say, in the presence of God is fullness of joy. And as his right hand is pleasure evermore. Joy and gladness, you know, confirms the presence of God. That's why when I see Christians who are moody, I say, weak spirit are they carrying? Because the Holy Ghost is a spirit of joy. See, you have anointed him with the oil of joy above his fellows. I 
pray for you that this year shall be your year of joy and gladness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you know, in those days we used to sing one song. Brothers, tell me what you have. I have joy, joy of God, joy of heaven, joy that lasted forever. Sisters, tell me what you have. Oh, put your hands together. Have joy, oh joy. No, you should not. Oh, joy. Oh, joy that lasted forever. Brethren, tell me what you have. I have joy. Oh, joy. Oh, joy. Oh, joy that lasted forever. You will have that joy. This year, it shall be joy and gladness for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this message, I'm going to pray with Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. The Lord gave me specially. He said, in Zion, he said, he has appointed unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. No one is allowed in this church to mourn this year. This is Zion, the habitation of the Almighty. See, the oil of joy for morning. Every morning will be replaced with the oil of joy. The garment of praise will replace the spirit of heaviness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, sorrow is not permitted. Money is a Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, joy is very good, though. <laughs> you know, Proverbs 17 22 say, A merry heart doeth good like mercy. You know, I've gone to f visit my old ones in the village before. And uh, before I got home, they would say, Oh, she, Mama has not eaten for three days, so she's sick. Oh. The moment I show up, all the sickness disappear. You know why? The joy. The joy that my son has come. They say, Mama, but you have no idea. He said, Mm, 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 Amy, 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 come, Amy, come, Egonjawa, Egonjawa. That will tell you that the reason why some people are sick is lack of joy. Medical science has proved that negative emotion is represented by 75 to 80 percent of certain kind of disease. Migraine, high blood pressure, they are all results of moodiness and tension. Why do you think we come to the house of God and we begin to dance? In his presence, his fullness of joy, and the presence of God is going to be with you this year. So all the 24 hours of the day, seven days a week, all the 365 days of the year, you will always experience joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me move on. The second thing that will make you go forward with gratitude is praises and thanksgiving in anticipation of your expectation. You must begin to thank God and praise God for your expectation. You must thank God, thank God, give him praise that Lord, you have done it already. You have done it already. You don't have to wait. You are not Thomas. How many of you are Thomas here? Some people are still behind Thomas. If I was Thomas, I would change my name. Because Thomas 
He's not supposed to believe anything unless he sees it. And Jesus said, Thomas, you saw and you believe. Say, but blessed are those who though they have not seen, yet they have believed. So you don't have to wait for physical manifestation since your name is not Thomas. You should begin to praise God, give him praise in anticipation. A, an associate professor one day, he just came out in church and he started giving testimony. The whole church became confused because they know her that she has not had her promotion. And she came and said, I want to give God praise because this promotion is already given to me and I know God has done it already. And everybody began, because they knew she has been long as an associate professor. They started jumping up, particularly those who are not from the university. They were jumping up. It was after the service. They went and asked her. He said, eh, you think I'm going to wait for their letter? They will release the letter now. And you know what God did? The following week, a promotion came out. <laughs> See, sometimes God is waiting for a heart of gratitude. It was Hannah who experienced it firsthand. And she said, God is a God of knowledge and with whom actions are weighed. God wastes people's actions. Is this one ready to celebrate? If you are not ready to celebrate, it moves on. But if you are ready to celebrate, you will order the angels in heaven. Make it happen. And I see it happening for somebody this year. It's going to happen in your home this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him thanksgiving. Give him praises in anticipation of what you have heard. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15b. When they were in confusion, a confederacy came against them. Thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat and his leaders, which is, you know, had his face to the ground. And all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. Worshipping the law. They don't know what is going to befall them all. The enemies are still there. But just hearing God speak alone, they knew that they had conquered. The Bible said they bowed down their heads and they began to worship. That's why it's so important your attitude to worship, your attitude to gratitude, your attitude to thanksgiving. Give God praise. Celebrate God. Even if not for what he has done, Celebrate him for who he is. Celebrate him for how he has kept you throughout last year. You are here seated, well-dressed. We didn't have to dress for you. <laughs> Celebrate him for what he has done for you. One of my friends normally tell me, he said, when you complain that you don't have money, he said, you are a millionaire. He said, why? He said, if you go and ask how much each kidney costs, you will know that you are a millionaire. And you are carrying two kidneys up and down. You are a millionaire. Some people are looking for how they will make even one kidney to work. And they are arranging how they will replace a kidney for another one. I used to have a very close relation. His kidney packed up. And his brother said... I'm going to give him my own, one of my own, since my own two are working. So he went for the surgery, and indeed, he donated one of his own kidney. Ironically, ironically, the one that donated kidney died first. 
Till today, the one who's, who was giving kidney is still alive till today. So we don't know what God has done for you. You raise your hand, you can raise it. You raise your leg, you can raise it. Nobody is begging you to eat. They are not feeding you. You are not on drips. You are heavy. You need to celebrate this God. You need to celebrate this God. He has done so much, so much, so much, so much, so much. There are two places you need to go so that you can learn to tango. Maybe three. Go to police station. Go to correctional center. And go to hospital. Ask Pastor Lati Lati. When you go to those three places, you will learn to thank God. You know, this freedom that you have is a big thing. No? Ha! That nobody is tying you down to sleep in one, to stay in one place. They say, where, where, where has he gone? This patient is very troublesome. Sit down there. You will not hear. We bring drug now. We will not meet you for seats. Is anybody telling you that in your house? You are free to go anywhere. You go to the toilet where you want. This one, they will tell you, go to the toilet. Oh, we need your urine now. Go to the toilet. Oh, yeah, go, go, go. Just try, try. You will urine. Oh, God. For God's sake. It will not be your portion this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you are here, you are under that condition. One of the things the Lord told me this morning. He said, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all. The Lord said, he will heal all this month. He said, I'm going to heal all this month. But for all that he has done, we don't need to have a heart of gratitude. As you are seated there, God is investing so much in you. Go and find out from there how much they sell oxygen. But God is giving it to you free. You don't have to pay for it. An elderly man, I was told, went to the hospital because he couldn't peace. And when they had worked on him and he had to pay, they gave him his bill and then he was able to pee. Then when he got to where he was to pay, he started crying. And I asked him, Baba, why are you crying? Is it the money? He said, no, I can't afford the money. He said, I'm crying because I'm just amazed at how gracious God has been to me. How generous he has been to me. This pee, I've been peeing this since the day I was born. And I didn't have to pay anything. He said, but today, I have to pay in order to pee. See, that's why I'm crying. That God has been so generous. There are so many things we have taken for granted. That's why David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Whether he has done it or you haven't seen it done, just believe that he has done it. And continue to give him thanks. You know, my, one of the associate pastors I work with, some time ago, he was having his wedding, and we didn't see cameraman. So he was running his face. And he's a singer. He used to sing. He's a music evangelist. He's a duo now. Running his face. And everybody was wondering, what's wrong with the groom now? Why is the groom? Oh, this kind of face, we don't like it for the groom. So we have to call him aside. What's the problem? He said, the cameraman has disappointed me. See, by now the cameraman is supposed to be here. 
to capture all these events. So we had to form a choir. Because one of the songs he sang is, Money day, you know day, I go carry younger dance. That was his song. So we formed a choir, some of us who are ministers, and we went to his front. Video day, you know day, I go carry younger dance. Photo day, you know day, I go carry younger dance. That was how he laughed. <laughs> and a few minutes after, the cameraman showed up. Sometimes, by not celebrating God, we delay our miracles. Jesus stood at the grave of Lazarus. John chapter 11, verse 40. And he said, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. <laughs> Yet to pray. And after here, he said, and I know that you hear me always. He was preparing ground. Anytime you are preparing to receive your miracle, celebrate God. Say, Father, I'm grateful. Thank you because you have done it already. Thank you because you have done it already. You know what some of us do to delay our miracle? You will go to God and say, God, after these 40 days, you know how I suffered. You, you, I have also, and I fasted for 40 days. Till now, you have not done it. That shouldn't be the approach. The approach should be to celebrate him. And say, Father, I know you have done it already. I know you have done it already. That's what Anna did. That's what Anna did. That's what Jesus did at the graveyard of Lazarus. As you do that, you will see miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, to go forward with gratitude, you must speak your expectations into existence. Keep confessing your expectations. Keep confessing it. Even when you don't see something that resembles it, speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Don't change your mouth. Don't change your mouth. The Bible said that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Angels are waiting to hear what you have to say. And when you say the right thing, they will run to carry it out. In the whole of Genesis chapter 1, God was speaking what he wanted to see. The Bible said, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw. Anything you want to see, you must be bold enough to say it. That's how it works. In the realm of the spirit, words are the raw materials. Since words we speak, scientists have found out that they go into the air. And that they can actually be recalled. Because words are creative. What God is used to make heaven and earth is words. So when we are prayed for 40 days and fasted for 40 days, somebody will use one sentence to cancel all the prayer and fasting. Just one sentence. He said, Ah, why will not you point to my coming? How they go share and where go reach me? You know, in one, in one church I pastored, I used to, when I'm dedicating cars from the altar, I'll say, and your own will be next. Your own will be next. Your own will be next. And everybody say, amen. Amen. There's this very old woman. 
Our amen will cover everybody's own. So some people will be looking at her and say, this old woman, where will she get car? Everybody, <laughs> she's screaming. Say, your own will be next. The woman will shout. Say, yes, amen, pastor, pastor. One day, mama came out to give testimonial. He said, my children, they sent me car we drive out. And with a monthly stipend of wealth. They didn't even bother. He said, they don't ask me where they go. But because of what she said, because confession is possession. What you are not bold enough to confess, you are not worthy to receive. You must be bold enough to confess it. As you say it, it comes into pass. As you say it, heaven will say yes. And you must be careful what you say. Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. And somebody met me one day, he said, I, I found a place in the Bible where they taught us to lie. I said, where? He said, he said let the weak say, I am strong. I said, ah, are you so stupid? You don't know they're asking you to exercise faith? He said, they taught us to lie in that place. <laughs> I know that's what some people be thinking in their mind. Say, why is pastor saying this? You see, now that I should say I have what I don't have. Is that not lying? Let the weak say, I am strong. He said, today, he said, be ye not sorry for yourself. Say, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say it if you want to have it. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Please, don't reverse your prayers. I was, I was in Israel. A few years ago, and I saw that Israel has been transformed. Because I went there some decades ago, and it was all very tattered. So, while I was wondering, this place has changed for better. The Lord just took me to Proverbs 11, 11. He said, are you not one of the people praying for Israel? Are you not one of the people that are using your mouth to decorate this place? And when I went to read Proverbs 11, 11, see what it says. Particularly in the message Bible, it says, when right living people bless the city, it flourishes. It flourishes. That's why you must say good things about this nation. So that this nation can flourish. Say good things about your children. Say, you know some people, after they have prayed for their children, and we have fasted and prayed for the children, the first thing they see the child, they say, you know, today, all the prayer, in spite of all the prayer that you prayed, you are still seeing Olori Bruku. You are seeing somebody who has bad luck. You must say what you mean and mean what you say. Particularly in the presence of God. We used to sing, wherever you go, wherever you see, do not say yes. When you mean to say no. Do you know that's what some people do? That's what they do. When they come to church, they will pray, oh, pray, 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 pray. Then when they get home, they will reverse every prayer they have prayed. But this year, that activity is terminated in the name of Jesus. Because some of them, when you met them, they say, I was angry that time. I was angry that time. You will not be angry to that extent this year. Whatever you have declared 
in the presence of God. Numbers 14, 28. Look at what he says. Say to them, say to them, as long as I live, says the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears today, so will I do to you. Say to them, say to them, I'm saying to you now, say to them, as long as I live, as you have spoken in my ears today, so will I do unto you. So don't say yes when you mean to say no. Because anything you say, angels will carry it. And they will execute it. I pray for you, this year, your mouth will speak good things. This year, your mouth will decorate your life. This year, your mouth will shape your destiny. This year, your mouth will give you testimonies. This year, your mouth will carry glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The fight between David and Goliath was a fight of words. Ever before they entered the field to fight, it was words. Goliath was speaking, David was speaking. And when you look at David, you look at his stature, and you look at what was coming from his mouth, they know resemble. Goliath said, Are you coming to me? Am I a dog? I told you to give me a man. You are giving me a boy. This is a mismatch. But that will not intimidate David. David said, today, the Lord will give me into your hand. And look at what David said. That's why you must always remember what the Lord has done. Don't forget. He said, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and the bear, he will deliver Goliath into my hand. He didn't forget that. If he had forgotten that, he would not have the courage to face Goliath. Don't forget what the Lord has done. Remember it. That's why David conquered. He conquered first with his mouth. Then he conquered in reality. Anything you must experience, you must first of all as a Christian, see it with your spirit man. Say it with your spiritual mouth and experience it physically. See, whatsoever thing you desire, that's inside. When you pray, believe that you have received them. Then you will have them. That's the process. It starts from the inside. Then it goes to the mouth. And then it comes as a reality. I pray that that will be your experience this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Finally, if you want to go forward with gratitude, be ready to make sacrifices. Sacrifices. Look at what Anna said. He said, give unto your handmaid, First Samuel 1, b a man child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his hair. At the stage of making a request, she was already telling God what sacrifice she was going to make. And don't forget, even Solomon, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 12, he told us, he said, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard your prayers and have chosen this place to myself for a place of sacrifice. See, the house of God is an altar, and every altar answers to sacrifice.
the stronger, the bigger your sacrifice, the stronger your altar. So this is an altar. The house of God is a place of sacrifice. And when I talk about sacrifice, I'm not talking about you going to cook and come and put it here. No. The time you spend to pray is sacrifice. Particularly for other people in intercession is sacrifice. The time you spend to follow up young converts is sacrifice. The time you spend to preach the word to other people is sacrifice. So there's a sacrifice of your time which God is waiting for. When you are gifted and you make yourself available for use in the church, you have one skill or the other and you offer it to the church, is sacrifice. You are good in one thing or the other. You make it available for use in the church. It is sacrifice. We need counsel. We need advice in certain areas. That is your area of specialization. And you offer it to us. It is sacrifice. My prayer for you is that you will not be missing in the place of sacrifice. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you offer your treasure... Your money and your resources, it is sacrifice. Number two, give thanks and praises to God over your expectations. Number three, speak your expectations into existence. And number five, sacrifice in anticipation of your expectations. And you will see it in the name of Jesus. Because surely there is an end and your expectation shall not be cut short in Jesus' name. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Just bow down your heads. Talk to the Lord. Say, Father, we are here in your presence. Let's give God praise. Say, Father, we are grateful unto you. Just, just, just give God praise. Thank him. Give him praise. Just worship and adore him. Lift him up. Give him glory. Give him honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Worship and adore you. We lift you up. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to pray like I did promise from Isaiah 61 verse 3. But before then, God wants to beautify some people with salvation today. Say, the meek shall he beautify with salvation. If you are here, you want God to decorate your life, to beautify your life with salvation. I want to invite you. You want God, maybe you are listening to me on radio, on television. You want God to beautify your life with salvation. He said he will give you beauty for ashes. Where you have experienced ashes in the past year, you will experience beauty. Because he will beautify your life with salvation, which comes only through Jesus Christ's son. Anywhere you are, you want God to beautify your life. This is your ugly life. Even you, you don't like it. You don't like your experiences. You don't like the atmosphere. You don't like the situation in which you have found yourself. You want God to beautify your life with salvation. Anywhere you are, and you want to say, Lord Jesus, I want to hand over this ugly life to you so that you can beautify it with salvation. Anywhere you are, just put your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. There shall be beauty over your life. He said, we give us beauty for ashes. Beauty of salvation. Beauty of salvation. God bless you. Beauty of salvation. God is bringing over your life right now. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these ones who have decided to ask for beauty over their lives. I pray, Father, that you who promise to beautify the meek with salvation, you beautify their lives in the name of Jesus. Beautify their lives in the name of Jesus. As they receive you into their lives, every sin and iniquity that has brought ugliness to their lives, Father, you will remove in the mighty name of Jesus. Instead of this ugliness, you bring beauty of holiness in the name of Jesus. Instead of this ugliness of sin and unrighteousness, you bring the beauty of holiness in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you have had our prayers. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Very quickly, I want to pray for you. You are there. He said, even God, that God, has anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. The oil of joy is the oil of the Holy Ghost. Anywhere you are there, and you want to be anointed with the oil of joy, oil of joy, which is the Holy Ghost, that's why you are always moody, because you don't have the Holy Ghost inside you. Anywhere you are, you want the oil of joy. You know you are always sad, always moody. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the oil of joy. I want to pray for you. Anyone there, you want the oil of joy, which is the Holy Ghost, which God has released to us. We are going to pray that Every one of us, in the presence of God, is fullness of joy. That throughout this year, I will experience fullness of joy. Because of the presence of God that will be with me throughout this year, I will experience fullness of joy. In my home, there shall be fullness of joy. In my life, fullness of joy. I want you to open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, Father, I will experience this year. Fullness of joy every day of this year. Fullness of joy in the name of Jesus. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy every day of this year. I will experience fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. No sorrow, no mourning. Fullness of joy. Joy and gladness will be my portion throughout this year. In the name of Jesus, fullness of joy. Because of your presence that will always be with me. Throughout this year, I will experience fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, I pray for these ones. Say, God has anointed him with the oil of gladness above his fellows. I release upon these ones the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, the power and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Finally, he told me, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, listen to me. The healing he wants to do is not just healing of physical bodies. He told me he wants to heal homes. He wants to heal businesses. He wants to heal careers. He wants to heal academics. Healing. He said healing all. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Healing all. God wants to heal all. So this morning, if you are there, you need that healing. Physical, emotional, career-wise, you need healing. Healing all. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Anywhere you are, you need the healing. Just, just, just raise your hand up and put your two hands on your head. You see, to encourage your faith, right in this auditorium, somebody got healed a few weeks ago. I wasn't in church the following week. He insisted he must come and share it with me. You know, when we are closing service, we say, put your hand on your head and say, surely. Eh? His right hand. He has not been able to fold it. He saw physiotherapist on Friday. They attempted to fold. They couldn't fold it. When we are closing service on Sunday, surely put your hand on your head. He has forgotten. He put the hand. It's so there he realized, is it the hand? Is it not the hand? He tried it again. He tried it again. He tried it again. Then he began to dance. It has happened. That's how it will happen to you today in the name of Jesus. Whatever disease in your body, he said, healing all. That's what I hear. He said, healing all. All. Your business is here. Your career is here. Your family is here. Your physical body is here. In the name of Jesus. Healing all. That's what he told me. Healing all. Whatever is sick, whether it's your business, whether it's your family relationship, whether it's your ministry that is sick, I say you are healed in the name of Jesus. Healing all. That's what you told me, Lord. You say healing all. Whatever is the source of that sickness, you are here. I say you are here. From every oppression of the devil, you are here. From every oppression of human beings, you are here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, thou shalt serve the Lord your God, and he shall bread your water and your bread. He will take sicknesses away from you. I say, we take sicknesses away from you. Whatever is defiling your temple, it is destroyed right now. Whosoever defiles the temple of God, God will destroy. Whatever is defiling your body as the temple of God, it is destroyed. In the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, in the name of God the Holy Spirit. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to 